When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to interview a returning contributor, Joseph Parnes. Joseph is the president of an investment advisory firm ranked as one of the top advisories by Wealth Manager Magazine, and he's the editor of Short Text, which is featured on Forbes. His investment methodology is based on long-term growth and contrarian in nature. He's provided an advisory opinion on short selling to the Supreme Court via the Bank of England's Financial Law Committee. He's a regular contributor to Forbes, Modern Trader, and Barron's. Joseph, thanks for coming back. Thank you. Well, I wanted to have you back to talk about since the last time you've been on, we've obviously seen some significant market activity. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So tell us a little bit about what you've kind of thought about it, what your analysis has been, and what your recommendations and the opportunities are with the disclaimer that we're not giving any specific investment advice on today's podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think anybody has guessed the extent of the market drop as it has been. Uh, in our investment advisory, we really do not trade. We try to maintain positions for long positions, I'm talking about, uh, companies that we feel that they have sustainability of the growth and, of course, earning power that determines the nature of their uh, price activities. And when we see problems such as these, uh, we try to rotate to these particular companies. And if the accounts are eligible for short selling, we maintain short selling like close to perhaps uh, 10 to 20% of total assets for what I call long-term short selling, short selling for the long-term. And I have written a book on that regarding the strategy uh, that what I'm talking about. And the strategy is based on taking that 10 or 20% and selling shorts companies that they have big capitalizations that they will not be subject to a squeeze, short squeeze, or being acquired by other companies. And we get the proceeds from those short selling, and we divert it to the growth companies that I was just talking about. Just giving you an example, for example, we may get, take a bank companies. I resist, I refuse to give the names, but anyhow, that would be a good example. A bank company, which has a large capitalizations, and we put the proceeds into uh, growth companies that we feel uh, are with innovative uh, positions that can increase their earning powers uh, for quarters to come. So 
as the market falls in totality, uh, you will have a chance to have a hedge in the market rather than buying options or things in that line. But remind you that when we divert the money to, to those companies, their growth positions will be able to advance or at least enhance the price amount to the objective that we want. And when we sell it, that particular profit margins will pay off for the cost of the short selling, which is the fees and, of course, the interest charges allowed to it. So this technique has been really uh, fruitful for us. Granted that the assets of our clients has been up because we had never done any selling. So therefore, if their base price uh, was, let's say, a million dollars, chances are their total assets right now in triple digits or something in that line. So as the market is falling, as we have seen, so they're really coming down from the height, but not in a position to be wiped out from their total assets. So the current market, of course, uh, everybody knows, you are hearing all the commentaries and so on and so on. And uh, the market is declining and is a a bearish moment. Normally in the bear market, in my experience, has shown that the length of it normally lasts between 10 to 12 months. And we are in it right now close to 11 months. And this is the nature of of the beast, so to speak. Nobody knows when this bear market will come to an end. There are indications, there are indicators that are giving you some uh, technical basis. Like we have seen, for example, yesterday, we saw that the market gyration was enormous in in its path, and they're all making a new record. And today, of course, it's just the opposite is happening uh, on a technical pattern, it gives me the the feeling that the market is getting to be an area of the price earning ratios for the Dow to around maybe 15 to 16. But eventually, the market will look up to the earnings. The earnings is determining factor of giving that price earning ratio of 15 to advance to perhaps to 18 or to 20. So is the patience is a virtue in this kind of market. And I would only recommend that the actions of the selling with the thinking that you can come back into it is a very difficult to do. It's not consistent and it will result to more losses. Best thing is just uh, stay moot and hoping till the exhaustion of the bear market. So you meant it sounded like from what you were saying, um, we're hypothetically nearing the end. We don't know for sure, obviously, of the bear market. Did I hear that correctly? And if so, does that change your strategy at all going forward? Well, there is a lot of elements that is hitting the market right now. The bond selling, that's a dangerous part. That's why the market is keep on going down, because the interest rates dilemma is not falling. As long as the interest rates keeps on going, and the bonds keep on selling, it's very difficult to get the bottom as such. But for the student uh, investors, uh, the patience is a virtue, of course, but really the time of accumulating assets is right now. Even though it may go down lower, but there is no such thing as you can get it bottom on the bottom. So therefore, I would say that that's the reason that I would say is very difficult to determine the turnaround. Now, 
the high frequency traders, the institutionals, and the, the traders as a whole, now they can do that. They have the means, the equipment, and the staff to be able to sell shorts, for example, or to buy along with the options. And those options are the ones is the killer of the market. So really, the market is really being followed in my uh, interpretations by the big HFT peoples who do sell the positions in the form of the options, which is the contracts, or the put sections to, to bring it down, and on the call sections to bring it up. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think in terms of, um, if I can ask you to prognosticate for just a minute, in terms of valuation, I thought that the market recovered way too quickly from the height of the pandemic to now. I thought, hey, the fundamentals haven't necessarily changed that much. The economy still got some significant issues with it before everybody went back to work when everyone was still stuck at home and remote. The market, you know, it was a very steep drop and a very steep climb. Um, why do you think this one is, is slightly different? Well, uh, market always acts differently. I think you're, you said it very good. I, I command you for it. That uh, if anybody, you know, don't forget the new entrants in the market are different than they were 20 years ago. Uh, you have internet and you have many places and the wealth all around the world. So instead of having a, a handful of exchanges in the 20 years ago, you have now numerous numbers of them. So most of these entrances are, are very updated. Uh, their risk tolerance is quite different than what they were before. And there is more structural vehicles available to them than they were perhaps 20 or 30 years ago. So market fluctuates. And you really cannot say why it happened so in the pandemic area and why it's not happening right now. But eventually the market comes into an end. The, the bears market will come to an end as we have seen the cycles of 2008 and the 2000 in the 80s and even below that in the 60s and the 50s and even in the crash of the 29. But eventually, there comes a time that the high-frequency traders will find that there is not enough fast time to make money, and they will put their assets into something else, and then you will see a turnaround in the market. I would think that with all of the with the flight to cash, and especially with the fact that you not only have stocks selling off, you have bonds selling off at the same time, which doesn't normally, they don't always semi-rare that they happen at the same time, that money's got to go somewhere, right? Well, that's quite all right. Also, you have to add another additive. We have been, uh, at least the stock market has seen since 2000 and perhaps, uh, let's say, 10 or a little bit further, they have been operating in zero interest rates, many parts of the world in minus, in negative interest rates. Now, all of a sudden, you see interest rates going up. So the sovereign states, all those uh, big entities that they have billions of the dollars, they want to earn some sort of the earnings. So where do they put their bond, their, their money into country or into the currency that offers a higher interest rates? And that is a trouble for us right now. We see our dollar is practically multiplying against all the major currencies because the sovereign states and all others they rather see the getting 6% on their money as we see the interest rates running. So they are buying the currencies, the greenback, the dollar. So for that reason, it's a different era altogether. 
the interest rates is the killer. And that is the reason why there is no substitute but bonds, that the stocks are not in favor as they were 10 years ago when interest rates were down. So if I could ask you to look into your crystal ball for the next 12 to 24 months, what are you looking at now? Well, I normally base the market movements on earnings. In, in my calculations and many others, houses and all competitors or such, the Dow Jones Industrials, which consists of 30 companies, can fetch an average of $1,680 as of last week. So if you give it a multiple of, let's say, uh, 21, so you could see that the Dow Jones could catch up again to 35,000. So the same technique could be applied to S&P 500, which is 500 companies and 11 sectors. The average earnings for those companies is between 224 to 245. And in my judgment, if you just take $210 and give it a 21 times earnings, you could see that the the S&P 500 could reach 4,200 or 4,400. Now, on the NASDAQ, there is no calculations as such, but they normally uh, co-tail the the, the two main ones. But my estimation of the market is really based on Dow Jones transport. The Dow Jones transport is the biggest dilemma or is the biggest uh, uh, signal for the market's turnaround. Right now, the Dow Jones uh, transportations uh, DJT is uh, is coping between twelve thousand and three hundred to twelve thousand four hundred. Now I have seen on the technical versions that there is a sign of a, a element of the light is coming t- uh, for me to point. If the Dow Jones transports start a reversal, then the market will follow. So I have a feeling that my uh, predictions is on the base on the earnings, and we shall see that this dilemma eventually will come to an end, and their reversal uh, will push up, curtailing the transportation. Well, we'll see how that turns out. You've always turned out to be, I read the short text every single time it comes out, and you are one of obviously the most accurate sources of contrarian market wisdom. Um, Joseph, we greatly appreciate your time. For our folks, once again, who are watching or listening and want to learn more and follow along with uh, what you're doing, where can we send them to go get the short text? Thank you. What website do you want us to send them to? Oh, uh, I guess uh, they, they send them to online. They can go to shorttext.com or to technomartrga.com or just uh, directly uh, sending it to me, if it's possible, jparns at technomartrga.com. All right. This has been Seth Green with Joseph Parnes from Shortech and Technomart uh, RGA. Check out shortex.com. Joseph, thanks again for coming back. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Thank you.